I bought a box of Milky Ways the other day, so I'm definitely not to be trusted. <laughs> I bought a 10-pack of Whispers, and yeah. I ate them in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining the classic threesome. No, 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 not anymore. The awesome foursome is back. Duncan, our Scottish contingent who was away for the last podcast, is back with us. Dunky in the house. Say what? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you know what? Okay. We, I'll just say this, Tom. Like that's the kind of thing that Duncan will absolutely love. That generally we don't, we don't, we don't humour him with. So he he'll be in his element there. <laughs> Good. Well, then, okay, so it's hello to Duncan. Hello! Hello! What? 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 <laughs> and we've got hello to Russ. So, Hello to Dan. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. That's all it is. Okay, so this is a very special one. Anyone who's been tuning into our <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds will know that today we are ranking the Star Wars movies, the Skywalker saga, the nine <laughs> movies, the two stories like star wars story movies solo and rogue one and we're also going to be ranking the mandalorian now what we've done is we've taken your scores we've taken our scores our rankings we've put them all together into a great big carbonite freezing chamber and we've come out with our very own definitive pile of what (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitive list all nice and in case that we're going to take to jabba's palace claim the bounty and we're going to present it to you today so we're going to start Mm -hmm. from the bottom and work our way up i'm going to hand over to dan because he is the man with the scores all right should we just get straight into it then let's get straight into it okay so there are 12 different films slash mandalorian um so um is there so, any particular reasoning why we've chosen what we've chosen? Because we're missing out some stuff, aren't we? Uh, I didn't. I well, I haven't seen the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know the reason is because we haven't watched it. But yeah. is there a more like artsy reason why we haven't included them? Yes, I I genuinely believe it's because the Mandalorian is a cinematic experience and also a cinematic undertaking. Mm. It is yeah. a. It may be a series and it may be serialized, but it is as we've discussed a technological, cinematic, and story-driven aspect of the uh, universe that is on such a scale that it should be ranked alongside the movies we could also say that points out just how much better than rise of skywalker is yeah true (laughs) yeah we could also say it's not an animation yeah true and and, this is is all the live action stuff isn't it yeah and and every episode is directed by a movie director like it's it's every episode feels like a miniature movie it's just so well put together and so much time and it, it gives me hope that disney are are going to do the right thing with some of these miniseries but we'll get on to that in a bit let's start so, yeah, with... so we're including mandalorian in this ranking yeah. don't yeah. at us and it's all as one thing not individual episodes yeah yeah but we, we'll, we'll probably talk about individual episodes we like and dislike i suppose but uh, um right so the worst film we ready yeah Okay, one second. I'm guessing this is by an overwhelming majority, right? Uh, I think one person didn't have it as... Of us, one person didn't have it as the the worst film. And that was me. Um, uh, Attack of the Clones is the worst hey! film on the list. <laughs> and the fact that I didn't have it number 12, um, it probably <laughs> plays into the apparently I fucking love this film. So... <laughs> 
Someone want to say the 80% thing first? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Oh, really? How Funny. I, how, I, how I ranked the, the bottom films were what would happen if I removed 80%? How much of a percentage do I have to remove to make it a decent film? Yeah. And yeah. this, this, you know, I, I work with the 80%. <laughs> well, see, but, this, but, but flip it and invert it. What film did Dan like more or or less than 20% of that it did worse than Attack of the Clones. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that. guys. This, we're meant to retrain some kind of tension here. We'll get to that in a bit, okay? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so Attack of the Clones is the worst film. Why is it the worst Star Wars film, guys? Because because it is terrible. It's, it's <laughs> Because it's awful. Because even, even some of the worst aspects of the first of the prequel films, The Phantom Menace, are... It's almost like people said, oh, there probably weren't enough Jedi <laughs> and enough lightsaber stuff in, in the first one, so let's let's do that more and let's focus more on Anakin. And so what they did was they did that, and then George Lucas was thinking, how do I... You know, it didn't really work, the love story thing in the first one, because she was, like, 15 and he was 8. So now we've just got to fast forward 12 years yeah. and you know now we've got to do that and we've got to make them fall in love but i can't really write that sort of stuff so i'll just kind of throw some cliches together yeah. and there'll be a <laughs> battle at the end and and then the clone troopers will start and the clone wars begin I, and it's I, like wow how much did you try and cram into this shit pot of a movie yeah. i mean he basically just said exactly that and then close the folder right it's done script signed off final draft film it we um we're going to be talking about a load of films like I, I i don't know whether this is controversial i think there are nearly as many bad star wars films as there are good ones it's just that i absolutely love the good ones um and but most of the bad star wars films even the ones that are um are questionably bad like uh, the, i still like the characters in it most mm -hmm. of the films we'll talk about that are bad. I'll, I'll go through it and I'll say, but I like the characters in it. I think I think they did a good job with the characterizations of of what we've got in front of us of, of the people in this film. This film, I don't even like the characters in it. I don't. There, there isn't much I like about this film at all. It is a bad, the, bad film. The characters is ruined. at his absolute worst in oh, this film. Biggest dickhead. Yeah, like he is a bigger dickhead in this film than when he's killing children. Let yeah. that one sink in. We've he, been through at great length the idiocy of the assassin's plan in yeah. the opening scenes. Yep. So probably shouldn't get dragged into that worm, but just fucking shoot her. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. The the thing that kills me about that film is that at every moment that you think there's a cool set piece going on, mm. suddenly the characters, someone will have been like, oh, there's a lot of battling and stuff going on here. We better throw in some sort of character nod. And nowhere is that more egregious mm. than during the arena fight where the Jedi uh, are doing everything and, 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 you know, they all arrive. And then there's this bit where the chariot that Anakin and Padme are on crashes. And he turns to her and goes, do you call this, what is it, something like... Um, aggressive negotiations. Do, do you call this diplomacy? Or she goes, no, I call it aggressive negotiations or something. And it's like, uh, you didn't have to interrupt that for that bullshit. Like, we get well, it. So that, we, that scene yeah. is, that, that shot, it goes from what is very clearly like a 90% CGI thing yeah. to suddenly 
a physical model of that chariot that looks just a bit different oh. to what they were on before. The other yeah, thing, like, lighting's different. The floor looks just perfectly flat. It's it's really bad. The other thing about that chariot is it seems to be moving at four miles an hour and has absolutely no consequences when it crashes. Yeah, so it just kind of also, <laughs> falls to the ground. So it's a fucking chariot. Yes. <laughs> They're on a chariot. This is not gladiator. Yeah. This is like this is like the bug hive who can all fly away. <laughs> there's no you know, there's there's no the Jedi Task Force don't capture anyone because everyone who was there fucking flies away the second the yeah. trouble starts. They all just fuck off. But luckily all the Geonosians seem to be armed with guns that just go and fire little gelatinous green rings that do nothing at you the, yeah like um, kind of shock waves or something isn't mm, it the how they characterize Django fett to be uh, a badass as well so like in the first half of the film he damn near kills um uh, he killed now damn near kills obi-wan right yeah he provides just this 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 true challenge to an actual jedi a good jedi as well a, a jedi that is good at his job right yeah and then when it gets to the scene in the arena they, they have to say that, right, so he's a badass because he's going to kill a Jedi. And he kills a Jedi in the easiest possible way, which is fine. Because yeah, the Jedi yeah. jumps up onto yeah. the platform and sort of goes... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just goes bang. But then um, Mace Windu yeah. kind of gets round it just by just running at him. <laughs> he's just running yeah. at him, holding his lightsaber still. And apparently that's enough so you can get close to him. Like, Obi-Wan has to, like deploy every single tactic he can think of to even stand a chance to to even come close to even getting away with his life in that film but it Mace does just run bit... straight towards him if you're going to come up with some star wars bullshit reason tom <laughs> no 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 i was just going to say i was just going to say this is not to say that attack yeah. of the clone doesn't have some moments that oh, yeah. i do still quite enjoy mm. i mean i because... quite like general grievous but that's saying something that is he in the next film? Yes, he's not, not even in this film. Yeah, he's not in. That is <laughs> how much how, I was how paid attention. <laughs> That's why it was on my bottom of my list. I'm like, I, I can't. Actually, they do merge into this one. I'm just, I don't know. There's this pile of poo. Yes. I, you know, you know what? The other thing, the really key thing for me here is of those first three, hmm. which what, which one of those has a good pod racer bit? Hmm. Oh, only one that's why yeah but there's not even a good lightsaber battle like no. even the even the the bit later on you know anakin and obi-wan are dispatched incredibly quickly by an octogenarian um and then and then an even older person shows up and <laughs> and can't you know, it's like it's literally like the bus pass brigade like kind of have a fight at the they end have and a then, fight that if you and removed then, and, yeah and then Count Dooku disappears in the solar sailor. <laughs> I'm out of here, Yoda. <laughs> also, how shit... sailor. Just, just, just quickly though. How shit is Anakin's arm? Yeah, it's, it's, a, well. it's a badly put together arm. Just quick, just quickly on on that fight. 
if you removed them using the force powers on things it just looks like they're both trying to force out a difficult poo throughout most of that film <laughs> most of that part as well i mean they even give up doesn't they yeah. like even christopher yeah. lee just kind of goes it's obvious this contest can't be settled by <laughs> by our knowledge of the force why it's are like, we here again because, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that is that is one of the worst lines in an like that should be a note in the script to the director like at this point it should be obvious to the viewer that this contest can't be settled with their knowledge of the force so it's going to come down to the lightsabers it shouldn't be something that one of your characters literally fucking says and also doesn't um count dooku's lightsaber look a bit like they got the idea from um ann summers yeah but dooku's really looks like a flexible dildo it's got a bend it's got a bend yeah. in it hasn't it's it got, um, <laughs> i just i remember the scene going that's just a sex toy he... that, that goes up his ass i know <laughs> this is christopher lee at peak phoning it in as well because like this is post this is post lord of the rings screwing him over like the one thing he actually did give a shit about. So then mm. they go, right, he was quite good in that. Let's get him in Star Wars. Do you want to be in Star Wars? Sure, whatever. Can I, it'll fund my next metal album. Basically, your count. Okay, yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah. Dooku. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's quite close to Dracula, I guess. So it's this. Like, I count Dookula. That doesn't sound like Dookie. Uh, it's Dooku. It's Dooku. It sounds Killer. like Dookie. It's Dooku, Christopher. It's Dooku. We've said uh, Sir Christopher. Sorry. Mm. It's... <laughs> I love. I love that you've got in in the, this film and then the next one. You've got scenes with him and Ian McDermott, and they could not be at opposite ends of the acting, more at opposite ends of the acting scale, with Christopher Lee just doing the odd facial expression to show that something is going wrong. And I've Ian been Mc... looking forward to this. Yeah, and Ian <laughs> McDermott just ah, 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 like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean to be fair though ian mcdermott in in revenge of the sith wherever that comes we've got to yeah. we've got to focus on his performance during that <laughs> film because it's incredible because i'm so surprised that there were any carpets left <laughs> anywhere <laughs> in the first take the other actors that he's in a scene with i'm just like what the fuck can i do with that duncan <laughs> going back to your, your earlier point anakin's arm is a bit shit Yes, it's <laughs> so lo- shit. It looks like they've attempted actual robotics in that film. My like, robot hand. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like George Lucas has gone. No, this is the one thing I don't want CGI. I want to build an actual robot arm myself in my workshop <laughs> with earwax and yeah. matchsticks. It reminds look me what of I've done everyone. You know the bit in Wayne's World where Garth has to like stop the AI from coming to life. <laughs> it reminds me of that arm there. It's just like, can you imagine being Padme going, God, I'll tell you what Anakin's really good at. Oh, no, you're not putting them anywhere near me. (laughs) The thing is, he went he went full Iron Man with that, didn't he? That Mm. was like Iron Man Mark one in a cave. Like went to Afghanistan with a few bits of fluff and whatever and just like came out with that. Here we go. This is going to be in a film. It's, it's, I mean, to be fair though, the robot hand is only slightly more convincing than the stump. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one good thing for me that comes from this film is Kit Fisto, um, and I'm not even sure that's good. I just like Kit Fisto as a Jedi. I think he's a fun Jedi that that smiles. And even looking back at it, I'm not so sure I like him as much as I thought I liked him. 
and so so <laughs> like there's just so many cringeworthy bits they go to a space nightclub and it's not called the solar sailor for starters and it's well that the, was just a missed opportunity yeah. you can't you know you can't hold that against them they, they didn't know back then <laughs> lots of off-duty clone troopers in sheer vests <laughs> just with the, hat, the helmet still on yeah <laughs> um then you've got the um, aliens with the really long necks as well, which I quite like, actually. I don't hate that. Camino, Camino. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go back to the giant reptile that runs the space diner, because I'm just going to add space on the front of everything, because I'm pretty certain that's how they appeared in the script. Um, that, that is Dex, literally yeah. a 1950s New York diner yeah. in space. With a giant lizard running it, yeah. Yeah. But who seems to know more about the known universe than the Jedi archives, <laughs> <laughs> which are a fucking massive library. Yeah. And then you've just got one guy. They're cloners. It's like, oh, really? I had no idea. You know. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like scribbling the list of people he'll go to in the future for things to the guy from the diner and that kid, that know-it-all kid in the... Uh, in the class, yeah. But, it, but, it's, but it's just, but it's just so hackneyed. Like everything is hackneyed. Like they needed. There's no agency in any of this because there's always, there's always a solver. It's like, you know, they they can't, they can't make it make it sort of more um, organic that mm. the Jedi are becoming arrogant. They literally have to have Yoda on a floating platform going. Jedi's are more arrogant these days, and then, you know, <laughs> then the immediate next scene mm. is. You know, Jocasta knew going, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist, you know, which is just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And then he goes to a diner to see a prospector who goes, oh, no, it does exist. I've been there a few times. They're cloners. Go on, just hop in your ship and off you go. Um, oh, actually, speaking of the ship, I do quite like the Jedi fighters. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, and the hyper their, their hyperdrive rings. Oh, yeah. and that leads to the one really good bit in the film, which is the fight in the asteroid belt. Yes. With him mm. and, that's, with that's that and Slave One. Flying. Yeah. yeah, 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 and the uh, uh, the sonic sonic yeah. detonator things, which are Seismic so much fun, yeah, to use in Battlefront Two. Yeah, it's it, it that, it's the, it's the one good bit in the film, and then Slave One comes out as you as you imagine Slave One too, just constant firing fucking guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's that that bit's great. Everything else around it is shit. It's... Okay, so we so we have spoken about yeah. like this at quite. A... Yeah great length shall we focus in on the one point about this film that is what turns it into the dire mess yeah it is that this is the middle film of the prequel trilogy the second trilogy after the original yeah it's got a lot to live up to because empire strikes back of course is you know one of the greatest middle entries to a trilogy i think we've ever seen in cinematic history mm-hmm. so it totally ruins it by focusing it all on a love story. They kind yeah. of went, oh, there was a love story in Empire Strikes Back between Han Solo and Princess Leia. So let's let's make this the Anakin falling in love with Padme. And instead of doing that in very nice, subtle, organic moments like they did in Empire Strikes Back, they basically rammed it down your throat. It's... They had a picnic. They had a they had a evening meal in her sort of stripper pole dancing weird thing. Yeah, her weird outfit. leather bathrobe that she wears at it's... that point. And then put her in a white cat suit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean it's it's the equivalent of do you know in Family Guy when the Rock is simulating sex with two action figures? He's just like <laughs> ramming them together and then just throws them over his shoulder. That that would that's a better love story than this. Um, they've um, got they've got uh, they've got negative chemistry. Yeah, 
Well, I, I, just I, no spark between them. I think them. across very, very creepily. Very creepily. I was, yeah. I think Hayden Christensen might not be a very good actor. I think that, that might come from all of this. The, you know what? It might be that that... You, I think with George Lucas, you need to be the sort of actor who doesn't need a director particularly mm. to tell you exactly what, how to get the best out of a scene. Yeah. You need to be able to look at that fairly shit dialogue and the very little instruction I imagine you're getting given and to really think about what your character would do, which takes talent and experience. And not all actors work that way, I don't think. No. So, no. so for me, it was... You know, Phantom Menace. Mm. It was like, well, that's quite a nice soft approach. That was, I know we're coming on to that, but it was such a jump to then suddenly realise it was the first moment you really realised, oh shit, Star Wars is going down the pan because George Lucas has actually vanished up the black hole that is his ass. And it was that absolute severe that moment. And you know, Hayden was a terrible actor. He was just. You know the key role surrounded by <laughs> really quality actors, and then we just get that. I don't know. I don't know about you, Duncan, but I was I was quite looking forward to this one. I was like, I hope we find out more about the taxes. Really excited. Just, oh yeah, <laughs> I was looking forward to finding yeah. out about the taxes. I, just, I really wanted to know why there was going to be a war, and it, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the clone army stuff makes no sense whatsoever as well. It is. Utter no. Just jizz into this. <laughs> we can build it from there. It's, it's even. It's even. It's just the fact that they've had this massive army hidden. Like, how can you get away with? How can you get away with just hiding like this giant army without anyone knowing about it? Like, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that in another film, would they? They wouldn't do that again, <laughs> would they? Are we no, ready to move they, on they, yet? <laughs> yeah. I think. I think so. Look, I think. I think we can all probably come to the same conclusion that Attack of the Clones. Probably because of the majority verdict here that has ranked it at the bottom is very deserving of its position. What's 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 your best bit of Attack of the Clones? We've all got to come up with something different. But obviously, I can't remember it thoroughly enough to remember. I think it's good uh, Sand it gets everywhere. <laughs> I can't four genuinely good moments oh, from it. Okay, um, I, I actually really like the fight between uh, Django Fett and um, Obi Wan. Like mm-hmm. I think, I think it, there's you genuine. It's the one part of the film where you genuinely feel peril. Like you, he is hanging off the side of this yeah. giant platform at one point, and it actually works really, really well. It is then shat on by Django Fett just dying by having someone just run at him, then then chop his head off. But at that point, yeah, no, I think I think that's don't oh. don't we have Yoda doing his cool somersaults in this? Cause you can't stand that- it. I can't stand it. It's Some so people sh- do like it, though. It's yeah. acceptable for Duncan to consider that a good bit. Well, because yeah. he's just taken the actual one good bit. <laughs> and you do have him doing the little, you know, he pulls his cloak back and then he pulls his lightsaber out with the force, which is the first time you've yeah. seen anyone do that. Yeah. It was nice to see Yoda actually being, like, Jedi. And, yes, okay, so it was ridiculous, but at the same time, you're like, well, if he can use force jump or something, like, if he's using the force because he is a complete force being then fair yeah, enough but it's done in such a comedy way the whole bit is done in such a oh that's it yeah. we're, we're meant to pick four different bits but no because I, I can obviously pick, I can can't pick remember four the film because well, I like I like 20% of this film <laughs> yeah, so, <okay. laughs> but yeah no it's it, I, I, I mean yeah fair enough <laughs> okay so yeah. Dan 
<laughs> fight between Obi-Wan and Django. Yeah. Um, Duncan, Yoda, lightsaber. Russ? The, uh, the, the starship fight in the asteroid field. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the three good bits. Um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. There's there, there's probably about four or five minutes of quite good, sort of, you know, the Clone Wars begin, and there's those excellent shots yeah. of all the acclimators, sort of the acclimator star destroyers, like dropping into the into atmosphere. Yeah. Mm. above the battle that's just beginning to kick off and then yeah, i think cool. i think at the very end where obi-wan says to yoda um something like uh, if the clones hadn't shown up it wouldn't have been a victory and mm. yoda says victory victory you say not a victory obi-wan begun the clone mm. wars have yeah and it's a, it's a really great moment where it's just like oh my god the clone wars that we've heard about before and actually it was quite a good ending yeah yeah and that's yeah. probably yeah, that arrival bit is very cool until it turns out that the clone's main tactic is to stand in quite a tightly packed line and walk slowly into gunfire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> armies have done that in the past and it's mm. not turned out very well. Um, they're school, that you know, Napoleonic, they're keeping it old school. Yeah. I will, I've got I'll... one more thing that I want to bitch about with this movie that always winds me up no end when God. I get to that part. So when Obi-Wan lands on Geonosis... He has one little peek over a fence and then he brings <laughs> up the Jedi Council. I've got the quote here. He goes, I've tracked the bounty hunter Jango Fett to the droid foundries on Geonosis. Fine. Yeah, we know that. The Trade Federation is to take delivery of a droid army here. <laughs> what? Where did you find that out from? <laughs> and it's clear that Viceroy Gunray is behind the assassination attempts on Senator Amidala. The Commerce Guild and the Corporate Alliance have both pledged their armies to Count Dooku. <laughs> We've never heard of any of those people or any of those things. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? There's obviously a huge section of script that just got dropped. <laughs> And I won't it make no sense. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Get to the voice bit. Even... I mean, if you ask me, it's basically just showing that Obi Wan's getting a bit big too you know, a bit too big for his boots, isn't it, really? He's just it, there's a lot of assumption. It's a bit you know, it's a bit moment. Alex Jones, isn't it? Mm. It's a bit like <laughs> It's clear that they're about to take the room. Yeah. What? I I listen I got this information from something called Coast to Coast yeah. FM. <laughs> Right, come on, let's move on. David Icke is a droid in, in his Jedi Starfighter. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So that was number twelve for us. It um, for for the joint list with the the listeners that that all uh, added to this. Phantom Menace came in at number twelve. Oh, that's because some people are wrong. You see, this is where we've got to be. Hang like, on, it's different. Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, twelve. Don't you mean eleven? Yeah, so number eleven is going to be next, but this was number twelve. Uh, but for the other, the everyone that listened, Phantom Menace was number twelve. Ah, yeah, it's not though because Phantom Menace is actually quite good. So moving on, <laughs> it's best of the worst bunch. Number eleven, um, as we said before, and I'm trying to drastically bring the segue back in. Uh, like you surely wouldn't make the same mistake of trying to hide a massive army in a film again, would you? Because that's just <laughs> stupid. Especially in one more, in one of the more recent ones where people have surely learned their lessons from the prequels. The next film is the return, the Return of Skywalker. No, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> the Rise of the Skywalker. There, there. <laughs> yeah, He's, correct. Yeah, I had this. 
I had yeah. this in eleventh. I had this at twelve. I had this at eleven. I mean, it, it's. I had this at ten. It might be that I've just seen Attack of the Clones more times, and it's worked its way deeper into irritating me than Rise of Skywalker has. So uh, the reason I had the Rise of Skywalker lower was because Attack of the Clones is bad, but it doesn't actively make me angry. Whereas I watched the Rise of Skywalker, and it actively makes me angry. Uh, I I think my overwhelming emotion coming out of Rise of Skywalker is crushing disappointment. Yeah, that's well, it. the problem is that's I a, have a to sense re- of opportunities lost. Yeah, I I have to remember because otherwise I'm going to be reminded quite regularly that I came out saying I actually kind of enjoyed that. Well, I quite enjoyed that because I did actually at the time enjoy many parts of Rise there of Skywalker. There are enjoyable bits in it. Definitely, yeah. it was enjoyable bits in all of them. Yeah, there there is this there's this thing about Star Wars films that when I think it's something to do with like having a cult fan base. Um, that that as soon as you've seen the film. Even if it's a pile of shit, some people will think it's the best film they've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I, I never thought that. I no, just but, said I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I knew someone that said, when they came out of Revenge of the Sith, that that was the best of all the Star Wars films. Um, and, you know, it's not as bad. It, like, Eventually we've gravitated towards the middle where it went. It, it got a load of hate, and then eventually now we're kind of at that point where... Best, best right. of the prequels. Yeah, but they yeah. generally thought it was best of the Star Wars films. So I spoke to a load of people when I came out of um, The Rise of Skywalker and they were like, no, what? I don't know what you're talking about. It's amazing. Did you not see Chewie got a medal? Chewie got a medal. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but he got it by prizing it out of Leia's cold, dead hands, pretty much. It's, it's, it's not necessarily the fact that stuff happens. It's how it happens. That yeah, it's got problem. so many bits that are hugely problematic. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is I love all these characters and that adds to the annoyance i think of what they've done with them they have cocked this up massively yeah it should have been good and it should uh, have been good yeah it should have been good it was but i mean it it had such a weight on its shoulders mm. and i'm not trying to make excuses for it it yeah. did it had such a weight on its shoulders being the ninth film in a yeah. saga of such loved films yeah but I agree. I, I agree on every count. I think yeah. I think the characters that appeared in The Force Awakens yeah. that actually showed so much promise yeah. and were developed in very interesting ways in The Last Jedi yeah. to be seen off, you know, in, in the way that they were in, in The Rise of Skywalker, which, by the way, is just a shit title as well. Yeah. I mean, can we, just, can we just be honest? It's a shit title so, as well. It's a really bad title. You- the Rise of Skywalker. You know, the, the title... Of all the other films, at least makes sense to some degree. But the rise of Skywalker is literally a reference to something that happens at the very, very end it's, of the film. It's and um, also where she steals it, the it identity really of a whole family. She's not a fucking Skywalker, <laughs> and she hasn't risen. She's an identity thief. It's yeah. um, it's J.J. Abrams being deliberately obtuse again, as well. Just with the with the with the title with a ha ha you don't know what it means it could mean anything and then once again you open up the big box of secrets that J J Abrams has presented in front of you and it turns out it's all a bit shit so yeah it, it's it's deliberately trying to be because it's it's designed so you go well which Skywalker is it does that mean Luke's coming back are there other Skywalkers is Rey a Skywalker that would be interesting wouldn't it and it, it's designed to make you question the title itself. Because that's what J.J. Abrams does. That's what he thinks is being interesting. It's like how M. Night Shyamalan films all have twists in them now. Because he thinks that's what people want from him. 
he, mm. he thinks M. Night Shyamalan thinks that the reason people watch his films is because they've got a twist in them I'm uh, sorry but the, the second time you said M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. <laughs> like you didn't like the first time you said it one way the yeah. second time you said it I another said it way the same way surely okay. and actually actually yeah. that's a that's a better plot twist yeah uh, than anything that I saw in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And actually, if you were in two scenes, just saying that <laughs> one way and then it's... one way the next, I would have been like, Do you know what? My favourite bit of Rise of Skywalker was when that hairy guy was in it talking about <laughs> trying to say M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I, it's, um, yeah. I, it's more that there are these nice, there are good sequences or there's these good bits and then there's something just comes along and ruins it. Like, it has to have a comic, try and have a comic mm. moment. And you're like, you don't need that phrase, like, there, you don't need the bit where they do now. It's um, a shit sandwich. Yeah. The whole it's thing's just, a shit sandwich, yeah. Because there are some, and maybe there are too many bits of uh, peril, or they, he definitely tries to cram too much in. Um, he tries to cram two <sighs> films into this one film. Yeah. It's, for starters um and i mean the the thing is there are enough bits in it that i do enjoy and there is what's that little engineer character who does 3po he is he's, he's in the film for three minutes though and he's still the funniest he's the best the thing in the film. so he's quite good he's in it for only three minutes doesn't outstay his welcome yeah serves a plot purpose and yeah. is an engaging character yeah but then you've got like it does a real disservice. So like, you got Rose, yeah. who turns up, hey, Rose, do you want to come with us? No, I'm going to sit here and not be in the film. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, whereas she, the, you know, there, there are, there is definite stuff she could have done. You've mm. got that friggin' Power Ranger that turns up just to prove played by gay. Played by Grammy-nominated or Emmy-nominated, whatever it is in America, actress Kerry Russell. Yeah. Yeah, like... And then you've got all these new ex-clone troopers who who don't do anything. And just, actually, I, 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 I can't remember where I was reading this or listening to it. Like, they could have served a really good purpose. Mm. They could have been a nice conclusion to um, Finn's arc. If, it had, if the reason that they had rebelled against the Empire was because they heard about yeah. what he did and he inspired them that would have been awesome but instead they're just like no we just sort of like um you know just stopped <laughs> we just turned up at the same time at the same place as you guys did on this planet just yeah how handy there is far too much oh that's handy yeah in this film yeah exactly yeah. Like the way they they find that dagger thing and then they work out how to use it despite the fact that in no way would it be possible for it to work Just. in any way whatsoever. So we haven't even mentioned and the Sith Wayfinder. That, that guy's that guy's ship is just sitting there in the desert where it's mm. been for thirty years with nobody thinking to go and touch it. Yeah. And just it is an evil place. We don't go near the evil place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I know not all of you found it annoying. I did find the opening very beginning annoying. Like uh, him going to the planet, I was like, what? What the fuck's this about? Why is he here? What's this? No. Uh-huh. No, I've, I found that very annoying. I find most of the film very annoying. I find it annoying that I'm still reading articles about, well, this is now explained in this novel, or this is now explained in this comic, or this is now explained in this uh, uh-huh. cutscenes book. Yeah. And see, now this is, this is where one of my major gripes with mm. 
a lot of what happened during the prequels and yeah. this subsequent saga is that the original trilogy for their faults and there yeah. are some faults in the original oh, trilogy yeah. obviously the coherent story and narrative thread was very easy there were never any massive gaps between the films they they felt like continuations of the same story and it was very nice and soft and gentle mm. however the prequels make a lot more sense if you watch and read all of the stuff that appeared yeah. around them you know like the fact is that the clone wars start at the end of attack of the clones and basically end almost at the middle point of the almost end at the middle point of the third film yeah you know and it's basically the clone wars lasted three years and actually to show some more of the effects of the clone wars on anakin would have made for a much better story mm. almost a turn a twisted pile of wreckage at the end as he is would have made more sense and the same thing could be said about this now this next trilogy is that actually after last jedi there was a good opportunity mm. to, to almost continue the story from that in a coherent way but instead what it did was just go ah you know that big bad mm. that we've been building up uh and we had killed at the end of that yeah we're going to actually completely nullify his story we're going to start putting all these little bits of plot elements and conversations between characters mm. that you're only really going to get anything out of if you've read the novel, if yeah. you read this. And actually, the beauty of what the original trilogy was, was that it wasn't a multimedia experience, that it, no. that it wasn't trying to do that. And, you know, the prequels are guilty of it, but the, the, most, the most recent trilogy are so guilty of being a multi-platform entity that they have lost if in my opinion the 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 true sight of what it is to be part of the star wars universe yeah no i totally agree and it is epitomized by yeah. that conclusion to this trilogy yeah. and the saga which i think lets down everything that's come before so th I, I i totally agree with <sighs> with all of that sorry were you about to say something no i was just, <laughs> just like thank you um, uh, that's it, my uh, oscar academy award acceptance if, speech there if they could i mean they they they're on the same they're in, within the same company as Marvel. Like, see what Marvel do. Marvel don't put anything in their films that you have to, like, read or watch anything extra to, to understand what's going on. Sure there's, yeah. sure, there's little nods. And there's there's and the best thing about what happened with the, the original trilogy is you've got the original trilogy. You don't... Even if you just watch those three films, never read anything, never even look up anything on them, you've got everything you need for, for a compelling story between those three films. However, if you want to, if you want to find out who IG-88 is, you can go and find out who IG-88 is. If you want to find out who Bosk is, you can go and find out who Bosk is. If you want to find out uh, the armament of a Y-Wing, you can do that. But, but at the same time, you're not going to lose anything by, by not doing that. And actually, what the original... Yeah, as you say, because actually the games work around it. You don't need to play the game. Well, yeah. You need to know the original trilogy, but like, say, X-Wing... It revolves round, you know, all the missions kind of spiral mm. off from um, what's happening in the in the main film. So, you know, you've got the, the various evacuations, you've got the missions that surround mm. the the different bits in the films. But I mean, it, it acts as a, a complement. Yeah, you don't need to know. Um, having played that you don't need to have played the games to get anything more out of the films well it makes um, it makes it more exciting when you play these games and you go oh yeah. my god that's from the film as well so like you've got these little things and, and it's, it's one thing to do that 
uh, in that way to say, oh my God, you're about to do the trench run in, in whatever game it is or something, or you're about to see something. And, and admittedly, Battlefront 2 really shat the bed with a lot of that because they try mm-hmm. to add new lore in to the games. But the way these films have been made is that they're not telling the whole story. They're not telling the whole story start to finish. Uh, and, and so you get to the end of... You get to the end of, as I say, Revenge of the Sith, we'll get to in a bit, uh, and you get to the end of The Rise of Skywalker, and there's still so many questions. And the fanboys... It's one thing the fanboys going... Well, actually, I think if you're, what you'll find is if you read this, you read this, whatever, whatever. Like, even if we are those people, even if there are things I've read on Star Wars and gone, that's quite interesting... We're not the average cinema goers when it comes to this. You should the average cinema goer should have everything presented in front of them in those three films. I, I, admittedly, maybe you should be like you can't like some like the Marvel films did very well for the first like uh, chunk of them where you could just watch one film on its own and still understand what's going on. I, mm. I don't think you should should be expected that with the Star Wars trilogy. And it also didn't help that it came out the same year as Endgame, who wrapped things up which wrap things up so in such a satisfactory manner whereas this just kind of it felt like budget end game it felt like the gobots to the transformers of of the avengers yeah i like Remember the end game anyway, was wrapping up 23 films exactly this is wrapping up nine yeah over the space of 30 years mm. yeah and there was the other years, I, I think it's more that you know last jedi it finished in such a way that it, it gave you that okay mm. There's a bit of excitement here. There's a there's a force user here, and he's got hope, and the the inspiration of hope. And there was so much. It was like a platform. It's like okay, so we're going to see how they come back. Mm. That's what the next film's going to be. It's going to see how they come back. See Ray sort of stabilize and sort of focus. We'll, we'll, we maybe not get quite clear cut. Um, and I remember seeing a lot of chat about oh we're we're going to get the gray. The, the kind of the middle ground Jedi type thing. I was like, oh, that'd be quite exciting to see how they do the, the, the that balance of maybe uh, f- uh, fudging the mm. the blend more of the scale of the the light and the dark side, mm. and that, then that didn't happen. No. Was, I mean, yes, we we know that there's a lot of disappointment and the retconning. I actually, because I will say, I did come out. Obviously, I said I quite enjoyed that, but then I started talking about it, and then I started working myself up. And Emma was like, "You don't forget, you came out saying you enjoyed that, but it's because it's such a it's such a part of my life, Star Wars, <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's um... part of all part of all our lives and it's just you can't help but think about it it just there's those little bits that go oh what about this little bit what about this little bit because there was some sequence i loved the use of force heal Mm. and how ray pacified that worm yeah but that's never explained throughout the whole thing that it it just kind of happens like it's 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 just something that happens that's not explained you get it if you watch or read other things you understand that it's a thing you get it if you play the games but it's not actually explained in the thing what we probably like about the film is the stuff that Star Wars fans like about the film which yeah. is because I, I genuinely believe it's a really badly made film That I, th- I think that is the biggest <laughs> issue with it is that it's a badly made film yeah. uh, and the, the fan service is there to accommodate for Star Wars fans and that's why the, the biggest Star Wars fans still kind of forgive it a little bit forgive some of its, its misgivings a little bit but it's a badly made film and the fan service can't cover over all of that. 
Uh, Emma says she enjoyed it more than I did. All right, so Emma <laughs> and I are just discussing this because, you know, we we are stolsy nerdy, and she would be considered part of the general cinematic public. Yeah, and she kind of she enjoyed it. So the other side of it is that it did so much damage to the good that was done in the previous films, and Tom's already mentioned most of this. But in the previous film, they did such a good job of trying to do something different. And whether you like it or dislike it, that was the vision and that was where those films were heading. And J.J. Abrams came in and went, well, there's a few man babies that are upset about this. So I need to I need to change it up quickly. Hang on. Uh, Pose, Pose, not gay. Let's let's get that one done straight away. Let's go. Well, no, no. Basically, I mean, basically what he did is that, I mean, he he directed The Force Awakens, didn't he? Yeah. Which was a, a gorgeously nostalgic yeah. dripping it if, if anything and actually all he did was return to the snuggly comfort zone and basically mm. do a, another nostalgia thing but completely mm. missed the mark um he he thought you know i mean at the end of the day when force awakens came out i think star wars fans were they just take it you know what i mean it's like mm. oh my god i'll take this this yeah. is great this is much better than i thought it was going to be like you know superb and actually you know compelling villain and all that sort of stuff and then the the third one by that point sorry but you're you're going to have to do something better now yeah because the people that are going to watch this film are watching you wrap up 30 years you know or is it 30 years it's more than more that than now that, almost yeah. 40 yeah. 40 year, 40 plus years of this franchise is now being wrapped up with this last episode so you've 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 run out of that kind of show of faith you've <laughs> mm. got to kind of you've got to kind of put it on the table and do something cool with it i mean look we could go into plot points and stuff like that. I mean, think fundamentally, it's mm. just for, for Star Wars fans, just utterly disappointing. And actually, this is one of those films where it might actually be a good thing for us to pick our favorite moment from the film, mm. because at least then it shows that there is something salvageable, because the way we're talking about it, I'm beginning to wonder whether this didn't deserve to be at the bottom of the pile. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. That's it is No, at least like... At least, like, it's scripted competently. It's not, not though. Like no, saying. no, 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 it's not. No, but it, it, it like, it... You're forgiving it because it's a Star Wars film. It's no, a... I'm not, I don't mean, I don't mean the script is good. It's I dreadful. mean, somebody remembered to run the spell checker on it, which is more than you can say for Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Overall, and, I'd and, say and the, I would say the acting is better. The acting is better in... Uh, this in than in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, there's some really good performances. For in me, this. for me, it lost points because it, it felt malicious. The whole film had a really oh, bad yeah. feeling to it. But that's, that's 100% yeah. JJ. Yeah, lashing back, yeah. like even like unnecessarily lashing back at um, Last of the Jedi. Yeah. So having Luke go, no, you don't treat a, a lightsaber like that. I can tell. I do have a favourite point in it though. Is when I genuinely thought Chewie was dead. That was my favourite point, in the sense that that was the one point. It, it's like yeah, smacking, it's like smacking my bollocks between a pair of bricks. I genuinely just wanted to feel something, um, and that actually did make <laughs> me feel something. And so, so I thought, oh my god, they're doing something a bit daring. And then, obviously, they went back on it by <laughs> surprise. It was under the other cup. Um, yeah, and then we'll do another three or four of those. Yeah. And then finally, somebody will actually die. Yeah. So, so I, I, at one point, I thought it was a bit daring, and that was what I enjoyed about the film. That one cool. bit. Duncan. I really like the, <laughs> um, the the force enhanced duels that Ray and Ren have 
when they can see bits see and interact with bits of each other's environment even though they don't actually know where the other one is but it's, I'm not no. it's done better in Last Jedi though but, yeah. it's not it is it's not it is no it isn't yes it is but it's this so is obviously better. one of the bits it's called from subtlety, Last Jedi that they couldn't this, this carve out <laughs> and they, they actually built on in an interesting way so they established that connection in the previous one and then built on it in this one in a, in a good way there's, when when the culminates statu- in the the handoff of the lightsaber at the end the fight oh, yeah sure and which the, is good despite the fact that Kylo Ren goes from mass murdering psychopath to lovable guy about town in a heartbeat because he's wearing knitwear now and that means he's a nice guy and you have to forget <laughs> all the millions of people that he killed just like Alan Titchmarsh knitwear solves everything yeah, yeah. forgetting all the people just Alan like all Titchmarsh the millions of people that Titchmarsh has killed you don't talk about them do you nobody ever does Duncan, what was yours? Um, oh, you're probably going to hate me. <laughs> as much as it annoyed me, I I quite enjoyed the space. Uh, I didn't mind the... Uh, what was my favourite? Actually, probably the Force Heal. I really loved the Force Heal. Um, the Force Heals? The Force Heal, when she does it with the... If I'd seen the Force Heals, that would have been my favourite bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I, I like that bit. I know it's a very particular bit. Mm. I like that. I mean, I actually didn't mind. I quite enjoyed the horses along the the Star Destroyer because <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And that's the thing. There are so many ridiculous things throughout. I don't that mind the horses on the Star the Destroyer. Like I really don't, I don't mind that. is fine, but it has to make sense within the actual universe. Oh, no, by I mind that point, where they got every... the horses from, and I mind who's riding them, and I mind why the Star Destroyer is there in the first place, but I don't mind the horses on the Star Destroyer. <laughs> because at that point, it's all gone anyway. It's like, well, it's too late. I can't... I'd mind everything that builds up to it, it's... and I, I don't understand why the Star Destroyer is in the atmosphere, and I don't know why they're not all just going crashing down, but... I actually quite enjoyed the, the, the star fight at the end because I saw all my favourite uh, spaceships and I loved that and I thought that was actually quite a nice aerial battle scene. Yes, it was a bit ridiculous when all, all the vessels suddenly turned up and like, how does that happen? But at the same time, there was a little, yay! I I just loved seeing all the spaceships. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, that was that was nice, nicely rescued there, Duncan, if you don't mind me saying. Very nice. Tom, fuck um, you all. <laughs> my my favorite my my favorite bit is the is my backdrop right now which is the the wreckage of the of mm. death star 2 yeah when they mm. when they arrived at that planet and there it was the sort of it was almost monolithic buried in the sea just big bits of it i don't know how it ended up there <laughs> of all places I'm not entirely sure what how that all that shit ended up there but it did and then they ended up having a bit of a lightsaber battle which was a bit shit and ruined some of it, but actually I really liked the um, the bit where Ray was kind of scavenging through the wreckage of the old Death Star. There was, yeah, I, I quite liked that bit. I thought it was quite cool. You know what, I have Tom? to admit that that bit of the film really, mm. not the fight, mm. well, the fight did. Going into the old Death Star, mm. that was fine. Yeah, loved it. Uh, the fight when they got the waves crashing over them annoyed me as well. Um, Why is that? Because I'm like. On, I, I don't know. I couldn't get over the the sea bit, and Why? like when she was it's traveling over, 
Yeah, it was fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, let's not let's not dwell. We're we're giving this we're giving this the second shittest much more airtime than the shittest. <sighs> um, Tom, the the one I I agree about the the Ray searching through the de- that's character develop. That's the closest this film comes to any kind of character development. It is. It so, is. Yeah, and it, I do and quite it's, like and that. it's 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 a bit of nostalgia, which is yeah. what I which is what I kind of like the first two films for. There yeah. was a bit of nostalgia and it was quite nicely handled. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what's number 10? Oh, so number 11, by the way, oh, for number 11 everyone, the was the Attack of Clones. Attack of the Clones. Interesting. Okay. So they just got those two the wrong way around. Well, no, because... Uh, uh, yeah, num- because it quite clearly says on our list that Rise of Skywalker is 11th and Attack of the Clones is 12th, so... Yeah, but hey, they, haven't even, they, haven't even, they haven't even mentioned Rise of Skywalker Russ, yet. don't antagonise them. These people don't like to be antagonised. Oh, Russ, shut up. Can't we just all get along? <laughs> oh, God, uh, yeah, they, had, they were so wrong, weren't they? They had Phantom Menace last. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 for us was Solo. Correct. Well, I mean, yeah. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't hate Solo. but I don't hate solo but there's very little about it that i love so um i'm gonna hold my hand up i still haven't seen it because i've been put off by dan (laughs) dan has gone "Uh," or it might have been you guys generally i've been put off so So this this is the most just sort of like the middle whatever yeah of films yeah it doesn't need to exist and it's like every scene and every line of dialogue and the look in every actor's eyes is reflecting the fact that this is a film that nobody really wanted and didn't need to be there anyway. And you know what, right? I think that makes it better than a good chunk of these films. Like, it's... <laughs> that's, it's just... it's. You're right. There are some interesting bits in it. There's some decent... There's some decent um, characters in it. Like, um, Donald Glover playing Lando nails it, for starters. Um, yeah, yeah, true. And uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges as the 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 droid uh, is great. Yeah, I'm not so an sure. actual interesting take yeah. on the comedy droid sidekick. I'm staple. not so sure. Um, they got the guy right for Solo, either. Like, considering how much work they put into trying to find the right guy to play Han Solo, maybe it was an impossible task. I think, unless you can get. Mm. A twenty-eight-year-old Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's never going to be perfect. The fundamental problem is that it was it was off the back of the success of Rogue One. Mm. I mean, whether it was you know, it doesn't matter whether it was planned at the same time or whatever. They were waiting to see whether there was an appetite for sort of stories outside of the um, outside of the main trilogy. Mm. And with Rogue One, they they didn't think about why it was successful they were just like oh it was successful so there's an appetite so now we now we got carte blanche let's do it like let's let's just pick these characters and the mistake is picking someone like solo Mm. it's picking it's picking a main character who we know as you know harrison ford the lovable scoundrel who who really doesn't need any any background development that nails it it's he's he's already developed like and actually Mm. it's why i mean i ranked it as my second um, second shittest. Mm. So, um, because because that I, I said to Dan, Dan said why you know do you hate it that much and I said it's a pointless film and he <laughs> said it's pretty that's a pretty fair review. Yeah. It is. I mean, Attack of the Clones is bad, mm. but what's worse 
or slightly less worse than being bad is being utterly pointless. Mm. So what? That's, that's Solo. <laughs> yeah. All all the character development and introduction you need for Han Solo is in the first couple of seconds that you see him mm. in the cantina. Tells you everything you need to know. The way he's sitting, the mm. way he's dressed, the way he talks. Yeah. You know everything that you need to know. Also, his character arc from N- New Hope to Return of the Jedi is probably one of the more perfect star wars character arcs as well mm. like he it's a redemption story he, he goes from being uh, the scoundrel that's just trying to save his bacon to the guy that's putting his life on the line uh to save his friend's bacon to the guy that's then rescued by his friends and then is just a good guy that's just trying to do the right thing and they kind of ruin it a little bit when it gets to force awakens this film is yeah as you say tom is just completely unnecessary it's it's um it's fun i think there's some fun bits in it i think the Mm. fact that this is the one like rogue one had a ton of rewrites but this is the one where you could really feel like Mm. it kind of lurching to a halt where that that one person was trying to do one thing and another person was trying to do another thing with it um it also suffers from the fact that it was clearly meant to be the start of a trilogy this film was clearly meant to be the first of three so we we get set up with this bad guy who then apparently no oh do do you mind spoilers duncan no okay who knows darth maul like you know he's buddies with darth maul who's apparently still alive which raised so many questions in itself and the fact that this film is only released on its own means that we've got a ton of questions that were never really answered but i don't actually care about those questions so it doesn't really matter too much also i found it i found it highly forgettable it should have been called lando it should have been the lando film yeah um and 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 the end of this film should have been him meeting Han Solo. Yeah, I would have yeah. that. I would have liked yeah. if it had the exact same ending scene. Yeah, but everything else before then had been about Lando. Yeah, and not just because Donald Glover was playing Lando, but Lando's a character that we don't know that much about. Hmm. He's a different yeah. type of character. Exactly. Yeah, whereas going straight was, in with Han Solo, he was. He was actually sorry. Just to return to the previous yeah. film, he was an utterly pointless addition to the to Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yes, as well. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, just almost up- as pointless yeah. as um, as uh, oh Christ, what's his name? Fuck me. What's his name? Luke's mate. Pilot. Fuck me. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge, that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. good old Wedge. Yeah, but if you're gonna do Wedge, do it right. I can't believe we're still bitching about the. The Rise of Skywalker when we talk about a different film. Um yeah. It, anyway, I, I mean look, I mean to be quite honest though, what what more is there to say about this film? It's uh, the, uh, the ironic thing is that while it may be a fun film, there's there's not a lot else to say about it. It, it uh, really is there? Yeah. Uh, Alright, well let's go around and do some let's pull some quick good bits from mm. from Solo. <laughs> I, I really I'll start then. Yeah. I really like the um the brief scene where you see the chaos of the reality of life mm. for an imperial trooper yes not a stormtrooper just your bog standard imperial army grunt could fighting this war where they don't know why they're there or what they're doing or who they're shooting at and they're just getting massacred could, i thought that was really good it could be out of a 40k film that bollocks that was, that was, it was basically mm. an imperial guard scene yeah, wasn't yeah. it bollocks that was going to be my bit <laughs> <laughs> can i well I'll, I'll lead on from that um Han and Chewie meeting, I I I quite genuinely quite liked it. I I, I felt something. There was a little uh, bit of movement. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah, I quite like that that bit. I gen I genuinely. <laughs> Here's the problem, right? Those are the only two bits I remember from this film. That is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's instantly forgettable. Has never been so true. The trailer was quite good. (laughs) At the end, where there was that moment where the... uh, I can't remember what the character's name was. The the lady, the woman. Oh, yeah. uh, Talking at the end. Yeah, Cora. There we go. Talking at the end. Daenerys. Mm. Yes. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, And... um, And do you think... Even (laughs) just before you suddenly see Darth Maul... That conversation she has was quite good. There were overtones. There were subtle kind of hints at what was coming next. And I did happen to... I did feel like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. Oh, it's Darth Maul. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm I, out. I also liked Paul Bettany in it as the bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Bettany. Actually, yeah. yeah he okay, he was dropped in at the last minute, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was going to be some sort of CGI monstrosity, his character originally. Um, but yeah, he's he's great in it. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, no, I, I like I liked him. Um, there, there was another. So bit, is that I was it? Say. I think so. It's just like we're going to spend five minutes talking about Solo because let's be honest, none of us can remember anything from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just utterly inoffensive in yes, the worst way. It is. <laughs> Like, okay. Does it? Here's a question: Does it pass the if it wasn't the Star Wars film test? I don't think it does. No. 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 It's in fact its only redeeming feature is that it's a Star Wars story, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also one of the worst lines in any of the films as well, with the uh, with Han Han Solo bit. Mm. Yeah, Han. Yeah. Pause. Wink to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Solo. 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 <laughs> oh, I, do, I do enjoy that the Imperial Recruitment Center um plays the Imperial March, but like a jaunty up tempo yes. version of it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was good. That was funny. Hmm. Okay, uh, number ev- nine. <laughs> uh, well everyone else had the rise of Skywalker here. Way too high. The rise of Skywalker. The rise of the Skywalker. The the Skywalker. <laughs> um we have at number nine. The Phantom Menace. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) See, I keep having to refer to my Mm. list to sort of see whether I can actually do Russ's smug correct. (laughs) I think I've put it. I've I've been bang on so far. Yeah, I said Phantom Menace at nine as well. We we must have mostly agreed, otherwise the list would be different. Um, Shut up with your logic. Like... (laughs) Like the way I did this. I'm actually, 100 percent sure that that works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the way I did this list was, and when I sent it to Dan, I actually put spaces between. Like, there's a load altogether space solo because I haven't seen it. I was like, well, I don't know where to put it, so I'll just bang it in the middle. S- massive space, then the next four, and uh, Phantom Menace was at the top of the shit pile. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you know the interesting thing is though. We said Phantom Menace, mm. and then we talked about lists. Yeah, does that say uh, anything about <laughs> about what we think about the Phantom Menace? No, I, I would say that we are now, for me anyway, we're now at the port part where there's more of these films that I like than dislike. Yeah, 
yes, I would say that the 80, 20 percent uh, sort of partition of these, what I liked, what I didn't like is beginning to tip the other way now. Yeah. So Phantom Menace is the weird one of this bunch where I don't like the characters, but the film's all right. <laughs> like the film's OK. It's got some great set pieces, like two oh, like, I really like good most standout of the ones. Um, Anakin's annoying because children in films almost always yeah. are. Yeah, but everyone else is pretty good. Jar Jar Binks is annoying. There you go. Oh, I'd forgotten about him. Yeah. <laughs> That's why all, all right, the yeah, three prequels, character. like apart from Revenge of the Sith, he's hardly in that. Uh, really suck balls is because of Jar Jar Binks. So he sucks and Brian Blessed sucks because he's just bit, he's just being Brian Blessed. Oh yeah, boss um, ass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and yeah, I mean all the all the I'm still not saying this is great. It's got the fucking taxation and trade route disputes. Do you remember stuff, when stuff? we did the um the commentary track to this? And I there's do. a bit where they talk about tax for so long, we stopped, we just carried on, <laughs> let the film carry on, and we talked about Xbox news for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, because they're still just, like, we keep kept diving and going, nope, they still just talk about tax. Like, okay. And I also, I also remember there's the moment in that where you, you suddenly turned to me and you went, and then you said into the microphone, and Tom wins the prize for the first person to check his phone. And it turns out that I was so bored, I checked LinkedIn to see, to see if I'd had any notifications on LinkedIn that I was so bored during these trade dispute bullshit in the Senate. Yes, uh, really. it's, it's it's funny isn't it like you hear all the stories about a new hope being mm. saved in editing and you think to yourself you know that's a wonderful story about how yeah. this whole thing got kicked off in such a sort of an, an eclectic and eccentric way that it was a flawed masterpiece that was only saved in editing and then you think to yourself i've seen the behind the scenes footage of when george lucas mm. and his producer come out of the first screening of phantom menace looking like they're trying to work out who to blame first for everything that's gone wrong you, you know why they talk about tax for so long because it was on george lucas's mind of going how am i actually gonna work through the tax and reduce my tax bill on this so it's obviously what was what uh, was on his mind look the, the space battle the at the end just comes out of him just, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> the space battle at the end actually is one of the shittest i think oh i agree it, with that i re- it really is yeah, yeah. it's uh, it doesn't nine-year-old accidentally takes Definitely. out a capital ship from a fighter and the, the annoying thing is those fighters look so s- smooth you know well they look better than some of the stuff in the what's meant to be in the future you you've really fucked up there mm. um no i i love i love the design of the yeah new i stuff. love that i was about to say that they look they look sort of future retro yeah well, I suppose so. Uh, we'll find different. I like that word. Um, I think, like, I think we can accept, like the technological development doesn't really seem to be a thing in Star Wars. It's sort of reached a plateau, and just yeah, this, things are the same. This, hundreds of years into the future, and this was the golden age. This one was when everything's going right, and that is. Oh, yeah, that, that, so. that is oh well, fine. Shown. Oh no, fine. I'm sorry. I'm no, so Dad, fucking yeah. wrong. I'm sorry for having a fucking different opinion. I'm just saying. Oh, that, that, no, Dad, it wasn't. But it wasn't going right because the because the. <laughs> The taxation of trade routes was actually crippling the outlying <laughs> regions of the. 
to the point that I wish to call a vote of no confidence in your, your opinion. Tom, Tom, <laughs> I was so bored by that sentence, I signed up to LinkedIn. Um, so, like, it's just... Right, so the bits that totally save it is the A, the score, especially at the end, yep. Battle of Fate. Yeah, the, the score is magnificent, okay. and I think we can all agree that if Rise of the Skywalker had ended up being Duel of the Fates, it mm. would have been amazing. Um, yeah. And Pod Race. Yeah. Pod Race is, is one of the parts of the film where you genuinely feel like it's, it's edge of the seat stuff. Like you're sitting there just like, you know it's <laughs> it going to win. It, but It's excellent. I mean, I yeah. think they put like 90% of the effort into the Pod Race scene. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the the way it's the shot is, is fantastic. Yeah. They've, they've obviously referenced loads of sort of like race like old sort of like steve mcqueen style racing movies and things the sound design oh, is brilliant. phenomenal every single one of those pod racers has an awesome engine sound that's completely different to all the other mm-hmm. ones but the- despite the fact that most of them don't sound like jet engines but you know whatever never mind um it's you know it's it's proper tense it's, it's really mm. good can i just say that um when Dan said it's edge of the seat stuff, I, I, I immediately thought of Alan Partridge on the day to day. It's like, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at pod racing. It's uh, genuinely edge of the seat stuff. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to the trade uh, the yeah. uh, tax discussions. Back to Chris with trade disputes. <laughs> so, my, my very favourite line both from that. Both lightsaber fights are excellent. Yes. Yeah. That. that yeah. A little teaser with. Darth Maul just using one end of his yeah. his double wanger. That's that's great. It's like a sort of running skirmish thing, and then the proper dust up at the end is it is. I think probably that is the best lightsaber battle of the whole lot. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. Definitely. It's um, it's got one of the worst lines in the film, which is um, when the the signal cuts out, and the guy says, "This can mean only one thing." invasion going no well my signal cuts out all the time and i'm not thinking that that that, that that's what's going on i'm just yeah, on BT, running to sound it? the church bells yeah, because your exactly. wi-fi has dropped out exactly. you know what? I've, I've i've worked out that in my office if i'm on my mobile phone yeah. above my desk like this it's absolutely fine if i turn <laughs> like this i suddenly i suddenly lose signal so do you know what that know, means Every time I turn to, to to the right, I'm like, oh shit, the Russians are coming. <laughs> <laughs> it means if you turn one way, you're about to get invaded up the arse. Exactly, what? yeah. Well, well, maybe. I don't know. My wife it's is quite only, aggressive. It's the only invasion <laughs> I can think of. Yeah. I mean, I quite like it. My wife's incorrigible, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, that one, uh, there we are. I think, um, yeah. We enjoy bum fun. <laughs> also, it's a... <laughs> pretty well or you know we also see the a really good amount of the the power of the the lightsaber when they cut through the doors yeah that's that's a great little moment <laughs> Uh, uh. 
so yeah <clears throat> the you're right duncan sorry tom said something that's just completely thrown me off whack um <laughs> the bit where they yeah they're using the lightsaber to burn through the door is awesome like they, it feels like in the first half an hour of this film they they, they go through the <sighs> you always want to see jedi do cool things right let's get some jedi doing cool things and that happens a lot in this film, and that's yeah, so one of the get, good like, things about it. You get them to whip out their lightsabers looking convincing yeah. for the first time ever. Yeah. You get a bit of force, you know, enhanced running and jumping and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you, yeah they do some cool Jedi tricks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm ta- yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think that that is it. You know, they... they it's funny, really, because the, the Phantom Menace is, is like a, is a game of about is a game of three halves like the first the first kind of 15 20 minutes of it is mm. actually quite exciting mm. there's lots of stuff there's the rescue then there's a load of shit in the middle that really doesn't <laughs> that really doesn't do much there's the pod racing yeah. which is a really nice highlight and then there's a little bit more dire kind of bullshit and then there's the the whole thing with the lightsaber battle which actually i, I was gonna say they're doing three things during that whole like ending ending sort of montage of stuff going on they've got the shit space battle yeah forget about it they've got the palace infiltration which is uh, padme and all of her guards trying to get back up to the throne room yeah. you know using zip lines and all that sort of stuff and then they've got the the epic lightsaber duel and actually yeah. i think i think that's not bad man oh and sorry and <laughs> four things i completely forgot about the microsoft uh microsoft background oh. <laughs> you know <laughs> CG battle that's going on oh, somewhere yeah. else, you know. Well, I completely, I completely forgot about flat it. green field. Yeah, I completely, completely, utterly forgot about that so bit. Um, it's, yeah, it... <clears throat> it's worth mentioning that all the prequels look shit nowadays as well. That's the other thing. If when you rewatch them, they all look terrible, um, and yeah. yet at the time yeah. looked relatively cutting oh, edge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was ILM, wasn't it? Like at their finest, so. But uh, yeah, but n- now they look they look really really bad. So even the bits that l- looked quite good at the time don't look quite so good. However, yeah, the yeah, you can see where yeah. they were overstretching themselves and yeah. and probably should have dialed it back a bit and just done something a different way. Yeah. Anyway, my favourite moment from Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, I have to I have to say, it, Russ touched on it. Is probably um, uh, the little sort of teaser lightsaber mm. battle in the desert. Oh, so good. Mm. really short really sharp um you know you see darth maul you know less as just like another sith lord and more like a badass dark side warrior um and then it's over as quick as it as it is plus he's wearing that awesome black cloak mm. like he's he looks like a fucking tornado it's amazing yeah so i think that's really cool yeah he also he looks a little bit sort of dusty and weatherbeaten which I think because so much of the prequels was filmed in pristine studios on a green screen, mm. they look their clothes look fresh out of wardrobe all the time. Like their cloaks look sort of laundered and fluffed up, and their boots are just this perfect shiny leather. Mm. They don't they don't they don't look like they're actually in the environment at all. But then we did we did also establish in a searching questions episode that it's self cleaning clothes. So yeah, that 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 pretty well in this one. So that's in the wiki. Maybe maybe Darth Maul's self cleaning clothes weren't working that day. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, me. Yeah. No, I think I think that's. Um. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Russ. Um. Uh... 
I mean, it's technically part of Duncan's one, but it's not the bit where they're fighting. I like the bit where the uh, the pointless set of force fields yeah. has separated Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. And you have Qui-Gon go into like his meditation state and then Darth Maul is sort of pacing around like a caged animal waiting for the doors to open. My favourite thing of that is when they both, the lightsabers come out before the things like open because they know the things when the things are going to open. Yeah. Yeah. By being old Jedi and shit. I also quite like, I, I have to say, just with that bit, I like that as soon as the ray shield shuts, Qui-Gon immediately shuts off his lightsaber yeah. and, and and sort of starts meditating, whereas Maul looks up at the... Trying to figure a way of... And, yeah. and tries and pushes his lightsaber against them to see if he can batter his way through it. It's like, actually, that's a really good characterization of both those characters yeah. in that really tense moment. It really shows... You know, kind of them at their most raw. Mm. I actually really like. I really like Qui Gon as a character as well. Mm, I do as well. Um, he was probably the. He's probably the best Jedi to just be snuffed out too quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah. and I like Darth Maul as well for that matter. I think Darth Maul does the job of this man is evil, and whether it's through just how he's presented him, how he's presented, or whether it's how he acts. It is it, you you know who he is and even if he you has, watched phantom menace you get like a real feeling that that he's he's going to do some serious damage like mm. you, you're genuinely scared that he might kill one of the um one of the main characters in this film like and the then spoilers he does, he does. exactly yeah Which, i mean it's also really impressive because he actually has very few lines i think he has one yeah, and one? yeah, and it's not Ray Park doing it because we heard what Ray Park sounds like when he played Toad <laughs> in the X Men. But it's yeah, he 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 kills someone. That, uh, I think. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, but he kills someone, and that's more than happens in the Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> he, I think he's got three, two or three lines, hmm. isn't he? he? Says something like, "I've traced the hmm. ship to Tatooine." If the search is correct, I should find them quickly, Master. Finally. And then, he, then his yeah. final one is that at last we will reveal mm. ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Mm. And that's it, man. Like, it, that, that's all he ever needed to mm. say. Yeah, no, it, it's very, very cool. And oh, one bonus yeah. cool moment yeah. is when Darth Maul appears on the hologram behind Darth Sidious. This yes. is my apprentice, Darth Maul. And he steps forward into the ship. He will find your lost ship. So the thing I always remember about that is, at the time, all the action figures came out before the film. Yeah. So it wasn't there was there was less concern about spoilers. It's just that we all had Darth Maul action figures, probably old enough to know better, but we all had them, um, and and we were all like, I can't wait to see this Darth Maul character, and then it kind of lived up to the hype as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we've. Um... Oh, my, my favourite bit, Tom, because you, you care about that, um, is my I, I like the pod racing scene then. Uh, pod racing, yeah. nice. There you go, whatever. Next. Bit of a cop-out, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, sure. what's next then? Uh, so the other guys, they went for the, uh, Revenge of the Sith here. Mm, yeah, I mean, they're not too wrong, no. but yeah, sure. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Am, I, am I getting that right? Yeah, I must be, yeah. So I'm guessing that our next one is that one <laughs> yeah it's revenge of the sith yeah yeah um quite clearly the best of the prequels right definitely. yeah i mean definitely the best of the prequels i didn't have it as the best of the prequels mm. honestly if if the entire thing was just the opera house scene with 
Sidious going some abilities that some consider to be unnatural. And then, then, and then it ends. Still the best of the prequel trilogy. Then he breaks off the arm of the chair next to him, starts chewing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to say, like that, that scene is brilliant because it has actually, you know, when he sort of refers to it as unnatural, yeah. that's when you start to think about the Emperor. Mm. It really is is palpitating. You think to yourself, this guy's going to become the emperor. Something fucked up and mental has got to happen to this guy pretty soon to make him look like that withered thing that looks mm. like he's being eaten from the inside out by whatever mm. it is. You know, it's like there's something, something terrible is going to happen. It can't Maybe just be years of being dark. surprised. I mean, I mean, look, it, it, you know what it did? It, it, I, I feel like it, you know, the opening scene mm. is pretty cool. I think that's pretty yeah, it's awesome. amazing. You know, and actually the score is brilliant mm. in that. It's the, it, it, you know, after the crawl, you just get that bum, bum, yeah. bum, bum. And then it, dun, 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 and the two, you know, yeah. Jedi fighters start. <laughs> and we, we great. despite the fact, you know, there's no way that, 50 capital ships would engage each other by getting to within 10 meters of each other and then just blowing the shit out of each other <laughs> looks great though like it, it look, i mean it looks yeah. it looks i mean i'm 100 willing to accept that because it looks good and because it, i think realistic ship to ship combat would be the most boring thing in the world cinematically yeah. but you get the um the really cool angles you haven't really seen in any of the, any of the other films so you get like the almost mm-hmm. like the top down angles as well of the ships and it looks awesome because it's over this giant like cityscape planet and it just, it just looks so sci-fi and so cool and then yeah you've got the bits with the jedi starfighters and the bits with the little droids that on the on the the sides of the ships they're a bit silly that's but... right I don't yeah. like that bit. No, that's a bit silly. Um, and then you've it's got this amazing missile that can track it, and then instead of exploding, yeah. it sort of just goes thunk and pops out some giggling little idiots. Yeah, I think we'd make a fortune <laughs> with some of our ideas for actual things that might kill people in in the Star Wars universe. Like... Boss, the uh, how much of the space in the missile do the? I mean, we could just put a nuclear warhead in there. <laughs> no. Giggling little idiots. Okay, fine. Dick dastardly enterprise making all the weaponry in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, what is it? I mean, sorry, sorry to bring this down with a nerdy question, but do they have nuclear technology? Do they? I mean, they've they got things the that blow up, haven't they? Mm. On the reactor. Oh, though. I don't. Yeah. They never mention the word nuclear, do they? But you know, I think you can assume that if in the Star Wars the... universe, they have the technology to make a missile that explodes mm. rather than pops out some robots also it's got it's got a bit with with uh, r2d2 in a slapstick manner where he sets fire to a loads of droids by um because they fall over in in the oil that he he, he creates hoses he just, them down in his hot sticking down, yeah. <laughs> um, and it is almost shot for shot recreated in alien covenant in in an attempt to do something serious <laughs> But, um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, actually, maybe those little giggling droids inside the missile are just literally the droid army manufacturers taking it one step too far, <laughs> where they're like, okay, so we've got droid droids, yeah. we've got battle droids, we've got flying droids, uh, uh, <laughs> missile droids, yeah. uh, we've, got, we've got toilet droids, uh, we've got, you know, everything droids, we've got big capital ship droids, you know, it's, it's, it's just like exhibit, droids, isn't it? the guns so that those, just fire tiny, tiny it's little droids, tiny droids. It's, it's, um, gun droids. It's exhibit, isn't it, from Pimp My Ride? Yeah. So he goes, <laughs> we hear you like droids, so we put droids in your missiles. 
(laughs) (laughs) And now we put a PlayStation in it. Yeah, it's so it's. I mean, let's talk about it though, because like this, this whole the whole of Revenge of the Sith was was all leading up to the one moment, which was Anakin Skywalker's rebirth as Darth Vader. Um, you know, the man behind the black mask that we've all come to know and love over the original trilogy. And for me, that is, without a doubt, the weakest moment. Oh my God, yeah, yes. That, that is, I think we're probably about, I'd say it's like 70 30 good stuff to bad stuff, but that is very much a bad stuff moment. No! Oh, I'm and, miffed. And, you know, to be quite honest, like, after going through all the shit he's just gone through and all the stuff he's done, and he, he's lost his wife in the process of doing all the stuff that he thought was going to save her, you know, shouting at the top of his voice, no, is probably something he'd do. The problem is that that Darth Vader in the suit is meant to be the scary monolithic figure from the original trilogy he's not meant to be the whining pussy it's <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest issues with the trilogy the the, uh, the prequel trilogy is that it's meant to create this compelling story of what happened to darth vader and by doing that all it does is create this darth vader we think's a bit of a wimp so yeah. like, well, the, that's yeah. that's the thing like even in phantom menace yeah. it built it's meant to build up that he is meant to be uber all powerful yeah. yes he's meant to bring balance to the force but he's meant to be incredibly powerful mm. and this is the problem with the next two films he isn't all powerful he loses an arm to count dooku he should have well, he was a bit reckless admittedly and he wasn't in his in his full power but he is meant to be fucking harry pottery type Honestly, thing he's meant to be ugh. i think the biggest issue with it is that hayden christensen's a really bad actor there is that but this yeah. was the one that he actually this is the mm. one film where he actually did start improving in uh some aspects no well yeah <laughs> he, he just just he... you see you all like the like the thing is he's too jolly in the opening bit of the the very start when they're flying mm. through the capital ships yes it looks brilliant but he's actually jolly and you think hang on isn't this meant to be after several years of war isn't he, he meant to be a bit more battle scarred no, I, I just remember him being a bit more jolly about shit i've always mm. thought there was like a hint of he's been in vietnam for too long and he started to enjoy it a bit like no, he's a, yeah. he reminds me of station um, he reminds no, me just... of the he reminds me of the assassin <laughs> yeah. from Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then he chops Count Dooku's head off. Like he does yeah. do some genuine. And then evil afterwards bits, goes, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's not the Jedi oh, way. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> do yeah. it. And also, do and it. Add, add that to the half of the script that's utterly unnecessary to actually say. Yes. <laughs> and and also like there's that bit where where you know he walks in on Mace Windu and the obviously very very evil empire mm. emperor sorry to be emperor to be who he knows is the Sith Lord that started this war mm. and who he has pledged to find and kill if necessary to end the war mm. and at the very peak of of the whole thing going when when Mace Windu's like I can finish this right now we could we could end this shit mm. together right now he shouts he must stand trial i'm <laughs> like not being over funny the wind. and it's like dude does, who the does, fuck was writing this shit does he like, strike you as being like one of those boris deniers 
like just like being one of those guys who was going leave him alone it's a really hard job being the emperor that he managed to he self-imposed on himself (laughs) yeah my wife nearly felt sorry for him today there's that picture of him with his head in his hands on the bench and she was like god it must be really hard being prime minister i said to her hang on the the evil machinations and greasy pole handling that this man (laughs) must have done to get to the top of the conservative party let alone the top of government I mean, yeah. you cannot feel sorry for this person at all. They are they are there because they want to do this we job. Genuinely, could be talking about Boris or the Emperor. Well, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, it's it's. Um, if, I mean, but if we are going to talk about the Emperor, we do have to talk about the fact that he is just superb. I mean, he's the best just thing in the film. Entertainment value <laughs> all the way through. He 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 lurches from the excellent opera scene yeah. where he's very subtly trying to twist. Mm. Anakin's perception of the Force yeah. to no, 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 no power. You know, and just, <laughs> fucking what the hell, man? Like this, the Emperor obviously had his Scooby snacks that day. Like <laughs> it's obviously him finally going. Like I'm terrible at keeping secrets, right? Like it's obviously him keeping the secret for so long and going, guys, <laughs> I fucking hoodwinked you all along. <laughs> And yes, my face has gone a bit wrinkly, but at the same time, I'm I'm proper evil now. And uh, yeah, unlimited power. But there you go. But but, but this is the other. This is the other question as well. Like, was it his own lightning being turned on him that turned him into that, or is it, or that is that how he really looks? Is that how Mm. he looks now as a practitioner of the dark side for all this time? Because actually, he doesn't seem to heal or anything over time. He just kind of gets more wrinkly and decrepit and grey <laughs> like you know the dude does not look well by the end of Return of the Jedi <laughs> so I mean it's one of those things so that that's a good example of something that it's okay for it to be open to interpretation like that's a that's a, a good thing you can say well it could be a number of reasons um, having whole plot points missing like the Rise of Skywalker that's a problem but this it's it's okay to be open to interpretation. We've seen, for every disservice these, these this trilogy does to Darth Vader, it, it goes further in making the Emperor a more compelling character in all three of those films. I mean, absolutely, because yeah. it's basically the, the fruition of his years and years of evil machinations and planning coming yeah. to a head. And actually... You know, I, I, what I what I love particularly is that moment where he goes, "We must move quickly." You know, it's almost like he knows that this point was coming. Mm. You know, he knew that he was going to turn Anakin, and this is the point. This is the lose it or win it moment. Yeah, like I've turned Anakin. If anyone finds out, we're only two people, and we're we're likely to be killed. Now we have to move against the Jedi fast. Well, he goes all and, he goes all Darren Brown on him, doesn't he? He basically gets him to kill someone, like in front of him, and just yeah. Yeah, and then and then says, but this is the thing. Anakin is so quick to kind of go, oh shit, man! I just, I, you know, I've killed Mace Windu. This is ridiculous. This is amazing. Like, oh my god, how the hell could I've done that? And then he goes, you must now go to the Jedi Temple and kill everyone and kill the children. And he goes, yes, master, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> see you later. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back later. Just put the pop tarts by the by the toaster, and I'll I'll have them after. You know, <laughs> just crazy. It's anyway, the only way. We have. Six more films to go. Yeah, six yeah. more films. We are halfway yeah, there. These, six more they're getting to, to the good ones where there's less stuff to actually talk about because we just like them and they're good. Yeah, that's true. Is that so? Oh, bit, favorite bits from um, 
this from um, Revenge of the Sith? The the Opera House. Oh bollocks! Dialogue, <laughs> which I had already mentioned first. I'm allowed to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I really I actually genuinely like the Order sixty six, but. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like, like, it's, it's, it's done really well. It's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, like these are characters that you've seen on the peripheral. You don't know. It's them a that really well, good, like, yeah. oh, shit just got real yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You guys? Tom? Um, oh, yeah, Yoda uh, sensing that the clone troopers behind him have oh, uh, turned. Yes. And very, very quietly pulling his lightsaber out and then doing a fantastic very energetic almost like lightsaber roundhouse kick and decapitating them both you see that's really cool that that is really cool yeah i totally agree and, and then getting his little et spaceship and yeah. also later on when him and obi-wan are assaulting the temple yeah he yoda flings his lightsaber at a clone trooper and it literally just gets lodged yeah. in this clone trooper he runs up the clone trooper pulls the lightsaber yeah. out deflects a blaster bolt into another one's head and it's like Holy shit, man! He's kicking ass. Like he's proper kicking yeah, ass. Yeah, that was really good. See, that's yeah. cool. It's not done. There's, there's not a hint of comedy in it. It's just they've taken genuinely taking it seriously. Whereas this fight against Count Dooku is a bit, it's a bit Golden yes. Girls, isn't it? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Duncan, Spunky. Um, that hinge point of when uh. Oh, what's his name? Mace Windu. No? Hmm? Have I got that? Yeah, no, Samuel right. L. Sounds Samuel right. L. Windle. Windle. Well, yeah. It's actually, you go, wow, he is a really powerful Jedi. He is more powerful than Palpatine. And it's that hinge point. You know that it, you know that he can't win mm. because otherwise we don't get anything else. But you still get that kind of feeling this could have gone really another way. It's a shame Anakin comes in and ruins it, but that bit there, that fight is actually yeah. a really good fight. It is one way I I really like that. It's heartbreaking because, because it's it's the moment where Mace Windu realizes that Anakin might be what they thought he was. Yeah, and that he was wrong, mm. and Yoda was right. But um, mm. oh, and the, uh, I suppose actually the fight with um, Yoda's fight with Palpatine actually. The fact that he has to retreat, he goes, I, I can't win this, mm. and it's that that is that realization, his realization where he can't win it. He's got to go and fight another day. Mm. Um, I've got a suggestion. We've got we're actually not on number six. We're about to get to number six. Should we split okay. this in two? Do do uh, do six tonight, and then do six another night. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like great. So, shall I do a little wrap up then? No, we've got one more to do. We've only done five films so far. Hang on. Have we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Clones, Rise of Skywalker, Solo, Phantom yeah. Menace, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so the, every, the joint um, committee, uh, this one had uh, uh, Rise of the Skywalker. No, sorry, Revenge of the Sith. They've already had the Rise of Skywalker. So we, we had the same one, this one. Okay, interesting. Yep. That's an interesting one. I mean, it's literally the only deviation, but fair enough. <laughs> number seven was... Everyone had this film at number seven. All of us. Really? Yeah. This is the one film that everyone had at the same point, And that is Force Awakens. Ooh. Interesting. So I think we're, 
this does show that I think there's a bit of a leap here. We're now into mm. uh, these are actually all pretty yeah, good. I agree. From this point on, I like. Force so Awakens. I think I think that's I think that's quite nice because I've been speaking about these films in terms of my least shit. This mm. is my you know this is my second least my second shittest or my third shittest or something like that. This is actually you like I think Russ is right. This is the first one I would say. Do you know what? I actually sat through this mm. and enjoyed every second, yeah. of, every silly second of it. I just sat there and was like, "Oh, it's great! Star Wars is back! Oh, brilliant! Okay, yeah. cool! Okay, this is exciting!" Yeah, and that—that's all I have to say about Force Awakens. <laughs> um, I will. Here's here's the the first thing I'd say. It is. Uh, it had the best trailer I think I've ever seen of any film. I remember yeah. watching the Force Awakens trailer and just being blown away. Yeah, and being and and I think that had an effect on how much I really enjoyed the film because I I really I, like Force Awakens. I still watch the trailer every yeah, now and same. then, just just for the for the fact that they mixed the fantastic yeah. score yeah. with that moment on the Millennium Falcon where Han Solo says, "I used to, you know, I used yeah. to take the piss out of all of this, but it's true, yeah. all of it, all of it, yeah, all of it." That that line just like, oh. mm. yeah, hits hit me in the heart, man. Yeah, there, there is, there's some silly bits, and yeah, it is a, a remake of New Hope. Um, and yeah, and it's got a nice, it's got a few nice twists in it. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, it's it's, I, mean, I I love it. It's just it, it's at the lower end of my good films bit because mm. it doesn't do anything new. No, which it wasn't. You know, it wasn't there to do. This was there to to reassure everyone that they can do a Star War properly. Yeah, and it did that really, really well. But it is, it is literally a New Hope in yeah. HD. And yeah. I mean, Starkiller base was a bit nine eleven times a million, but it was, <laughs> it was, it's, it's just, um, it, it's still, it you still there were there were moments in it where you actually felt things. That's that's the the thing I, I got from this film. Yeah, and, and yeah, it might be because of the trailer. Sorry, Duncan. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, the the attack and how they destroyed Starkiller base, hmm. and the fact that it's called Starkiller base. Um, kind of, and it's that's why it's low down. Yeah, as you say, it doesn't do anything new. Mm. But there were those few bits. I, though, I love how Adam Driver did it. He was the kind of Ren was kind of sometimes written as a bit of a whiny bitch. Yeah. And I mean, I love the stuff afterwards about Huss and um, Ren, like this bromance, and they're basically misunderstood emo kids. Um, they get pissed off and decide to destroy the worlds, uh, various worlds. Um, some bits of it were annoying, but overall, I mean, you get Poe Dameron for the first time, and that makes everything worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, like Poe. The, the hope for Poe Dameron at this point was was through the roof. I thought in terms of just a, a cool character. That wasn't the, that wasn't the only thing through the roof with you, Dan. No, I know it. No, my um... <laughs> cock, hot <Hot-hot> jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hot arcing jet of semen yeah. was through the roof <laughs> yeah just firing ropes yeah <laughs> um so so my i mean th- this film for me is epitomized by is is in my mind like whenever i think about it it's that first five minutes i think yeah with the command ship coming down to land in the village yeah and Kylo Ren shambling, almost shambling off him, mm. off it, kind of not walking properly, and then, then you know, I, as as an introduction to the big bad of that film, being able to stop a blaster bolt in midair, 
we'd never seen that before and it's like, so cool you know it and it's only sick. when it's only mm-hmm. when he's walking away that we oh i'm i can hear my delay weird. is that ross's that's weird hang on let me what hello ross say something Oh, he's yeah, yeah. on mute. <laughs> yeah, he's um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I think Russ is saying he wants me to give him a gobstopper or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, and it's just he seems powerful. It's only when he turns away from the blaster bolt and starts walking back to his ship that it suddenly, you know, it goes and hits something, and you think, "Fuck me, this this guy is powerful. Like he can literally just paralyze people and blaster bolts at the same time, and can do all this shit." He's amazing and then you suddenly see the massive great big hologram of snoke yeah and you think oh okay so this is emperor part two <laughs> like and, you know but you do think that in this one there's genuine huh what is this there's genuine jj abrams mystery box is genuinely actually quite compelling in this one like you, you're wondering like is snoke how big is snoke i mean how often do how many conversations do we have about how big actually snoke is like, yeah is he actually like a giant dude because like the hologram made him look that way um and then you've got yeah it's just say kylo ren just seems really really powerful just seems he he's genuinely quite scary in that first scene like you see what you know is a, is is either a sith or a jedi just appearing and you know that there's no one on that planet that can stop what's happening there and it starts to get really compelling when you see stuff like the sort of cremated remains of Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah. And, suddenly, and suddenly he says, show me again, grandfather. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, like he's totally like, you know, from that family. Oh, my OMG, you know, <laughs> Just even, and then even, that, <laughs> sorry. Even and I was going to say, and then that moment where he's torturing Ray and she says, you know, it's 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 um, it's no worse than being chased by a by a creature in a mask hmm. and he takes it off and it's like i didn't know what i was expecting yeah. and then suddenly it was just it was just a guy it's and that's the point like force users like they're just people who are uh, able to use the force yeah. he just happens to be really powerful and he doesn't look scary or anything it's just he's, he's just almost a guy he's a teenager pretty much it's just a dude yeah. in a mask so like it does the thing that have you guys read uh, dark knight returns the the frank miller uh, Dark Knight novel. Oh yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. So there's no. the, there's the whole thing about Two Face about how he has reconstructive surgery, and then all of a sudden, you don't really find out what's happened to him, um, and it turns out that the his evil side was actually his his normal face side because he's reconstructive surgery and he's still going out killing people. And they they pull that in um, in in Force Awakens. They do that. Oh, he's obviously got a messed up face because he's wearing a mask. And then takes the mask off, and he's just, as I say, just you, normal-looking guy in his early twenties. Well, Adam Driver's not that normal-looking, but you but, know. But, not, but that's the yeah. point. He's literally wearing that stuff because yeah. he's trying to. He's trying to be his own version yeah. of Darth Vader, because he believe. You know, he's been twisted by Snoke to believe that he is the heir apparent, and actually, you know that's that's him away you know there were he in last jedi when they're talking about you know when snoke refers to him as heir apparent to lord vader that one of the only 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 very slight only 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 things that kind of carries over into uh, rise of skywalk is the fact that that's palpatine yeah. saying that through snoke mm. you know so it's actually palpatine saying you are 
the heir apparent to Lord Vader. In many ways as well, they do it better than... Darth Vader's not a very good Sith Lord, is he? Because, like, at no point... He's not what was expected. He's not what the Emperor thought. Yeah, because he's he's at no point until the end when he he has a a crisis of of faith um, does he even try and kill the Emperor. Whereas Sith Lords, from that... Everything we've heard up until then are constantly betraying their masters because they're mm. evil fuckers, and that's yeah. what we get a bit of in this. Like, Kyle, Kylo Ren is so obsessed with power, he's going to kill everyone that's above him until he's in charge. Basically, yeah. they're yeah. like those um, those aliens in Futurama who always drink their emperor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, this 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 film relies quite heavily obviously on the characters from the original trilogy but at the same time we're introduced to characters that i do genuinely like that just just all kind of went wrong for basically i loved ray i love yeah. i love I love this film as ray's introduction yeah. i mean daisy ridley is is probably one of the biggest highlights mm. of how excellent and frantic um someone being thrown into those situations can either go one of two ways can either just turn into a ball of emotional mess on the floor Mm. or can be sort of get up and go you know there are bits in that film that i forget like that the raktars or whatever Mm. they are oh that's rubbish that you know like chasing people through the fucking freighter that you know han solo and chewie i mean what the fuck was that all about but then there are moments like ray going downstairs um you know, into that, into the basement beneath the sort of thing, uh, the place with the little orange alien with the big eyes. I can't remember what she's called. Masconata. Yeah, the there we go. Mas- Masconata. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Masconata. It goes down to the basement, finds the lightsaber, which, by the way, let's just not even ask the question of how that lightsaber mm. ended up there because that just is like a can of worms. Like, you know, I don't, I, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's weird, though, that I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem. She, she has a line that's like, oh, that's an interesting story for another time yeah. or something. Which is exactly, a terrible yeah. line. Which is almost them yeah. sort of saying, don't worry, you'll find out about that in the next film. I hope that the director picks that line up. <laughs> didn't, didn't though. <laughs> um, but the, the vision she has is amazing and, uh, and actually sets up some of, the, you know, some of the stuff that we see in the next film. We get a little bit more of an idea of what happens next. Um, you know, after Kylo Ren goes rogue obviously because he thinks his uncle is trying to kill him um burns everything down and then there's that awesome moment where he suddenly turns around in her vision Mm. kylo ren and the knights of ren and that i mean that was epic that was so so good like the uh, the visions of luke on his knees putting his robotic hand on on r2d2's helm it's just all these things like these are moments that kind of stick in your head from that film they did a really good job we don't get a Luke throughout this whole film until the very end, and it makes it so much better as well. Well, the only Luke we see is in that vision before, yeah, yeah. or at least we think it's Luke. It's yeah. never explicitly shown to be Luke, is it? But no, that moment when he turns round is, and that look of emotion on his face when he sees the lightsaber, mm. like it should have, you know, the next time you saw Luke should have been a bit different. I don't think he should have thrown the lightsaber over his shoulder. I, I don't hate it. But um, I think the other the other side of this is like how did J.J. Abrams have the balls to kill Han Solo in this one, but doesn't have the balls to kill any characters in the last one of the of the of the the whole saga? Good like, question. Like 
I understand, like, you killed Han Solo in the first of these films. I understand he only wanted to be in one film, and that's really the reason why. But surely you temper that and you just, you just go, well, the emotional effect that had on people in, in the audience. There was, like, when I went to see the film in the cinema, there was just, like, a genuine, like, intake of breath when, when, when Han Solo dies. And yeah. Yeah. Like surely if you're JJ Abrams you, you can you can read that and say, Well, I'm gonna do something like that again at least. Not overdo it, but I'm gonna do something like that again at least. It's um like I went and see it a second time and the second time I had to watch it like behind like the eyes because I knew it was gonna happen. Behind see my missus so, yeah. my missus thought that was that was, she I mean she, I'd I'd watched it with her yeah. the second time I saw it. Yeah. And so I knew what was coming, but I didn't say anything. So yeah. she she was literally on the edge of her seat, yeah. sat watching, just like with her mouth open. Yeah. And I just thought, that's th- th- this is this is the moments that 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 this film managed to bring back was yeah. that excitement of Star Wars, of of kind of the twists and turns. Although I have to admit that there were some much more hard hitting moments in the original trilogy yeah. and i know that this was the like like russ called it this was the reassurance film mm. this was the don't worry we can do a star war again yeah. so we're not going to do anything when you know there's going to be something that will be big but it's not all emotional sad moments all the way through there's one big thing because you know for me it's like in the first first a new hope it was obi-wan being mm. killed in the second one, it's Han Solo being encased in carbonite and disappearing off with the bounty hunter. And then in the last film, it's Darth Vader dying. Mm. You know, so you've got those big three emotional moments. And actually what I quite like about it is that um, Force Awakens kind of took that and was like, there's got to be one big emotional moment that, that changes everything. Yeah. yeah. And they did it and they executed it really nicely. I love the reaction as well, that, the, that, the, that Chewie's first reaction is to fucking shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and gets a, a decent like one of the people, few people that gets a decent shot in on uh, Kylo Ren as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't he doesn't rage out enough. Yeah, talked about that many times before. He should he should be an unstoppable force of nature at that point, yeah, not yeah. just slightly miffed. But yeah, it is good. In Wookie, do you think he shouted "medal" at that point? <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think as well. The end, it's one of those films that it goes right. So you've got you've got these characters from the original trilogy, and it. Lets... Yeah, I'm just gonna have to stop you there. It's not Wookie. It's Shiriwook, I believe the name of the language. Dan, you may continue. Um, Thanks, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Right, um, it's <laughs> it's um, I've I've so you've got the original the the characters from the original trilogy. They kind of carry most of the film. These new with these new characters, and then the ending mm. is just the new characters. Like it lets it lets them take the ending of the film. Also, which is what just, needed. I mean, also, how good do the X wings look in it? They're great, yeah. The, the, the black and orange X wing, yeah. yeah, smart as. I'm also going to say, I really like BB-8. Yeah, I think BB-8 was a genius. Like it could have been just. Oh, we need a bit of a comical droid but it it was it was different it was it was still quite comical but you know it didn't make it cheap mm. in any way he's, he's amazing yeah like, you know from a the design and the physical construction to the puppeteering to the character and the fact that he actually has stuff to do yeah if you just go oh guys we need to insert a comedy droid then you end up with what you got in the rise of the skywalker oh yeah which is that 
Dio one that does nothing yeah. and doesn't really have any purpose. Yeah, well, still a BB-8. But, um, yeah, uh, I, you know, the introduction to Ray scavenging the broken, uh, destroyed, star destroyers, so you get the lovely mm. uh, echo to the past there. And you still go, well, this is part of the fall of the Empire. This That's is from brilliant. that history, and you don't really get much from it, but it's a lovely tantalising glimpse. It it sets up. It, it it doesn't have to say too much. It just says this is where we are in this story, because yeah. you've got these things that you recognise, just like that have obviously crashed into the, the desert, and they're scavenging from them. Um, and you say like echoes to the past. That, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, it's good. It, it's it's really. I think it's a really good film. Like it's, yeah. The actual plot itself just takes a lot from from previous films, but. That's maybe not necessarily a bad thing. And as you said, Russ, this is the one where um, we needed some reassurance that they weren't going to fuck this up. And I don't mm. think they did. What they did instead was get our hopes up and then fuck it up with the last of the films. But there we go. Yeah, potentially they, <laughs> yeah. Potentially they did too good a job at reassuring us. Yeah, maybe, and I think yeah. that, that might be a good note to say, what were your guys' favourite, pick your favourite moments? Let's go Duncan first. Uh, oh geez actually um ray nearly beating kylo ren in the forest the the whole fight scene there um uh, uh that when she gets blisteringly angry and actually no when finn picks up the lightsaber mm. and tries to fight ren it's probably because the bits when uh, Finn picks up the lightsaber and uses it. It shows that anyone can technically use a lightsaber. It's just you're not necessarily going to be any good at it. But he does try. He doesn't yeah. have weapon weapon proficiency. <laughs> also, I suspect that it's because of those bits that you get the really crappy hinting that he's force sensitive in the last one. Yeah. Because of all the whining bitches that were like, oh, how can he use a lightsaber? He's not a Jedi. Knob jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was your favourite moment, Russ? <laughs> favourite moment, I think maybe the um, the, the uh, Finn and Poe's escape from the Star Destroyer, stealing yeah. the Tie Fighter, and that like really effective bonding that they have. So like, in, it takes like two minutes from. Finn getting him from his cell to them being crashed on the planet. But in that time, they form this bond that is believable and has great chemistry. Yeah. So even though they're not actually then together for the next act of the movie, when they reunite for the third reel, it's, you know, you're, you're really glad that they're back together. Yeah. I, I, nice. I love it. Yeah. Totally agree. What about you, Spaniel? So it's, it's a bit of a weird one. It, it's kind of on... It, it, going it's not a bit in the film it's something that just outside the film that i absolutely loved so it's it's um to, to to what duncan was saying about finn with the lightsaber right there is a video of the first time john boyega watched the trailer where he picks up the lightsaber and it is one of the most heartwarming things you've ever seen because he's sitting there watching it with his family and then it cuts to him with the lightsaber in the trailer and his whole family just erupts 
it's just like one of those kind of like you're you're in a star wars film and you've got a lightsaber moments like it is absolutely beautiful if i have to go in the film then um um the bit where kylo ren is interrogating poe dameron and it starts with the so how does this what happens uh i, I say something you say something bit that oh no that's that's at the that's it that's on the planet in the village yeah but yeah he's then he gets interrogated he gets taken and he gets interrogated by um Kylo Ren that's, as well. that's that's scary that yeah, bit it's so good though it's so well the done s- the screaming yeah the way that scene ends is just is horrible like what the fuck is he doing to that guy like it's awful oh one one genuine funny comedy moment the bit when the um two stormtroopers know to avoid him <laughs> yeah. like when they see him smash just, the shit out of yeah, yeah exactly it's so well done uh i think my favorite moment was i'm a bit of a fan of the ships mm. kind of like duncan uh and mm. i think it was i think it was seeing the millennium falcon uh just sat there and actually you know in this junkyard and mm. i and as dan says every now and then i didn't care mm. i didn't care how it ended up there didn't yeah. really didn't really worry me at all it was, it was there just, it was, just, it was oh my really God. It was really easy to wank to, so <laughs> it was like there it is. There's the Millennium Falcon, and mm. I love the fact that they get into it mm. and they can't get it working properly because it's all fucked up. And yeah. actually, they have to do almost uh, Empire Strikes Back, trying to fix it while they're trying to escape from thousands of fighters, sort of moment. And I was just like, I'm sold. Like this is great. This on is the, what um, I what I want from a Star Wars film. On the subject of the ships, the the X wings flying over the water as well. Oh, that was cool. oh, that so, so good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, that was incredibly easy to wank to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go then. Yeah, incredibly yeah. easy. Because then it cuts to a close-up of Poe Dameron's face, just just <laughs> at the right moment. Have you guys <laughs> seen the Perfect. video of um, <laughs> you of, wanking to it? Of, yes, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Oscar Isaac. He's he's been doing like a load of online plays, and he's done one with um, with uh, Marissa Tomei. With like, is there any nudity in it? <laughs> so it's got some like it's got some sexy bits in it by the looks of things. It's there's mm-hmm. a bit the, the the scene that everyone's seen on um on Twitter. It's because it's it's all done over like Skype or whatever or Zoom. Or, is um Oscar Isaac pretending to have bent Marissa Tomei over somewhere and they're just slapping his hand really hard as if it's her ass. And it's like one of those uh huh uh huh uh huh. I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I could just that note marissa to out of this and put my own yeah. face in there yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah well there we go so look we've we've basically gone on now for uh, a couple of hours almost about the first six uh the bottom six so basically this is the f- the front nine hmm. sorry not no it's the back nine isn't it really <laughs> this is like the back nine of the golf course the holes that all lead up to the end and we started with the shitters and we've worked our way up to number uh, seven so next uh oh fucking hell right, let's try mediocre. this again yeah let's try this again okay so there we go now look we've already wanked on now for about two hours about the shitter six ending very nicely on force awakens which we all say and kind of our aggregate view of this is that force awakens is the first of the really good star wars films that we start to really enjoy so instead of trying to squeeze that into 20 minutes we're going to do a whole nother part on the top Mm. six star wars films 
and Mandalorian, probably because you haven't heard it yet. Um, so we're going to do that in the next episode. So on that note, I'm going to say, if you want to interact with us and you agree with any of the rankings that we've spoken about and you just want to say that you love Star Wars loads, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter feeds. Our, our handle is at TMTOH. Don't forget to check out our sister pod, Theatrical Cut. They are on Facebook and Instagram under the handle at Theatrical Cut Pod. And on that note, I will say goodbye to Duncan. Goodbye. I will say goodbye to Russ. Toodle boodle. I'll say goodbye to Dan. The listeners had um, <laughs> had uh, uh, Force Awakens at number seven as well. And That's also very nice. And also, uh, I have spoken. Excellent. And it's goodbye from me. We will return to a galaxy far, far away in part two to go through the next six. And on that note, let's cue the music.